Section 8 of The Wisdom of the Ancients. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wisdom of the Ancients, a series of mythological fables by Francis Bacon. Perseus, or War explained of the preparation and conduct necessary to war the fable relates that perseus was dispatched from the east by Pallas to cut off medusa's head who had committed great ravage upon the people of the west for this medusa was so dire a monster as to turn into stone all those who but looked upon her she was a gorgon and the only mortal one of the three the other two being invulnerable perseus therefore preparing himself for this grand enterprise had presents made him from three of the gods mercury gave him wings for his heels pluto a helmet and pallas a shield and a mirror but though he was now so well equipped he posted not directly to medusa but first turned aside to the grey who were half-sisters of the gorgons these grey were grey-headed and like old women from their birth having among them all three but one eye and one tooth as they had occasion to go out they each wore by turns and laid them down again upon coming back this eye and this tooth they lent to perseus who now judging himself sufficiently furnished he without further stop flies swiftly away to medusa and finds her asleep but not venturing his eyes for fear she should wake he turned his head aside and viewed her in pallas's mirror and thus directing his stroke cut off her head when immediately from the gushing blood there darted pegasus winged perseus now inserted medusa's head into pallas's shield which thence retained the faculty of astonishing and benumbing all who looked upon it this fable seems invented to show the prudent method of choosing undertaking and conducting a war and accordingly lays down three useful precepts about it as if they were the precepts of palace the first is that no prince should be over solicitous to subdue a neighboring nation for the method of enlarging an empire is very different from that of increasing an estate regard is justly had to contiguity or adjacency in private lands and possessions but in the extending of empire the occasion the facility and advantage of a war are to be regarded instead of vicinity it is certain that the romans at the time they stretched but little beyond Liguria to the west had by their arms subdued the provinces as far as mount taurus to the east and thus perseus readily undertook a very long expedition even from the east to the extremities of the west the second precept is that the cause of the war be just and honorable for this adds alacrity both to the soldiers and the people who find the supplies procures aids alliances and numerous other conveniences now there is no cause of war more just and laudable than the suppressing of tyranny by which a people are dispirited benumbed or left without life and vigor as at the sight of medusa 
Lastly, it is prudently added that as there were three of the Gorgons who represent war, Perseus singled her out for this expedition that was mortal, which affords this precept, that such kinds of wars should be chose as may be brought to a conclusion without pursuing vast and infinite hopes. Again, Perseus's setting out is extremely well adapted to his undertaking, and in a manner commands success. He received dispatch from Mercury, secrecy from Pluto, and foresight from Pallas. It also contains an excellent allegory that the wings given him by Mercury were for his heels, not for his shoulders, because expedition is not so much required in the first preparations for war as in the subsequent matters that administer to the first. For there is no error more frequent in war than after brisk preparations to halt for subsidiary forces and effective supplies. The allegory of Pluto's helmet, rendering men invisible and secret, is sufficiently evident of itself. But the mystery of the shield and the mirror lies deeper, and denotes that not only a prudent caution must be had to defend like the shield, but also such an address and penetration as may discover the strength, the motions, the counsels, and designs of the enemy, like the mirror of Pallas. But though Perseus may now seem extremely well prepared, there still remains the most important thing of all. Before he enters upon the war, he must of necessity consult the gray. These gray are treasons, half but degenerate sisters of the gorgons, who are representatives of war. For wars are generous and noble, but treasons base and vile. The gray are elegantly described as hoary-headed and like old women from their birth, on account of the perpetual cares, fears, and trepidations attending traitors their force also before it breaks out into open revolt consists either in an eye or a tooth for all faction alienated from a state is both watchful and biting and this eye and tooth are as it were common to all the disaffected because whatever they learn and know is transmitted from one to another as from the hands of faction and for the tooth they all bite with the same and clamor with one throat so that each of them singly expresses the multitude these gray therefore must be prevailed upon by perseus to lend him their eye and their tooth the eye to give him indications and to make discoveries the tooth for sowing rumors raising envy and stirring up the minds of the people and when all these things are thus disposed and prepared, then follows the action of the war. He finds Medusa asleep, for whoever undertakes a war with prudence generally falls upon the enemy unprepared and nearly in a state of security. And here is the occasion for Pallas's mirror, for it is common enough before the danger presents itself to see exactly into the state and posture of the enemy but the principal use of the glass is in the very instant of danger to discover the manner thereof and prevent consternation which is the thing intended by perseus's turning his head aside and viewing the enemy in the glass two effects here follow the conquest one the darting forth of pegasus 
which evidently denotes fame that flies abroad proclaiming the victory far and near two the bearing of medusa's head in the shield which is the greatest possible defence and safeguard for one grand and memorable enterprise happily accomplished bridles all the motions and attempts of the enemy stupefies dissatisfaction and quells commotions end of section eight